on the 170th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast. We talk about what has been the best week so far in the 2020 NFL season. We look forward to some Week 8 games. We also give out our mid-season fantasy awards. And let's not forget our Boys of the Week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, and it was one of the best weekends of football that I can remember in the past few years. Just amazing games, amazing endings, left and right. There was the the witching hour at the end of the 1 o'clock games was just fantastic. Anthony's favorite game, the Falcons, uh, somehow blowing <laughs> another lead again. Todd Gurley fa- like, uh, failing to not score. It was, it was, it was great. It was... It was they lost, and I got the touchdown from Todd Gurley that I needed yeah, for fantasy. Like it was weird, like you couldn't end any better for the yeah. Fantasy. That's really good stuff for you, man. <laughs> Very exciting times. Very exciting. So, um, but that was a great ending. Um, I mean, there Browns, was Bengals. Yeah. The, oh, that, that was, whole, yeah. Every red zone was the place to be at one o'clock. At four o'clock. Yeah, four o'clock. Yeah. It really was. I mean, oh, man, I just, I love the red zone. I mean, the games, it's great. And it's funny, like, the witching hour, Allison had no idea. She's like, what the hell is a witching hour? What does that even mean? I'm like, it's like the last hour. It's like, this is when shit gets real in the one o'clocks. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is what it's all about. But, yeah, the, I mean, the, the Browns-Bengals is just fun, too, because hopefully that happens for, like, another decade with just both those quarterbacks being, continuing to be, to be good and putting up insane performances against the other team's shitty defense. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely have more fate. So you're, like, Joe Burrow by far have more fate. Oh, like, of course. Imagine Joe Burrow on Cincy, I mean, on Cleveland. You t- you give him Cleveland's weapons in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not well, that Cleveland has an amazing line, but much better than Cincy. I was well, say, all he needs is a, he, he just Cincy. needs a line. Like, he just, that's what he needs. This poor guy is getting hit left and right, this, this poor guy. Like... It's 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 really bad, so, um, yeah. He just he's gonna be he's gonna be great. I really like Joe Burrow this year. The rookie rookie quarterbacks this year so far looking pretty good. Yeah, I mean Joe Burrow's looking great. Herbert's looking like a top five QB for fantasy at least right now. I mean, looking very good in real life too. Yeah, hanging yep. with the hanging with the big boys, um, for sure, um. Another great game, though, uh, just to throw it in there, the Steelers-Titans. Uh, Steelers look like they were going to run away with that game. Titans bring it all the way back. Then you have a sh- uh, shot to uh, tie it up, and then... And then a shaft, yeah. And then, and then a shaft. And then a shaft. Yeah. A shot well, was, and then a shaft. That was just a weird game because it... I don't know. The Steelers got, up to, got 21 points and then did nothing for the rest of the game. It's like they just stopped trying. Big Ben looked like shit. He looked like old Big Ben. Like Big not ben. old, in, not old as in from the previous years. Like old as in he's old. He's old in age. Well, they're still the Steelers are still putting up a lot of points the last two weeks, but Big Ben's fantasy numbers have severely dipped the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too concerned with his fantasy total overall. It's just been like weird game situations. But yeah, he scored because I was I started him. He scored 15 points in the first quarter and ended the game with 16. 
Oh God! After the first quarter, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh yeah, a big Big Ben game right here. Like this, here we go. Um, uh, and yeah, then he scored one and more then, point. And then nothing. Well, he got <laughs> negative six points from three interceptions. Uh, and then he didn't get any more touchdowns, and he only got some more yards. So that's, yeah, that, one that, point overall. That is difficult to do. Like that. That's. It's highly improbable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, because he was keeping it up was. with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, who I was playing, and I was like, okay, Big Ben could just keep up with Aaron Rodgers. I like my chances. And then after the first quarter, they went their s- separate ways for sure. Yeah, you still ended up getting the victory though. Yeah, so you because Ruppel's yeah. four o'clock team crap. He had five people going in the four o'clock, and I think he was down by like thirty. And those five people combined for like fourteen points. It was yeah. the oh most ridiculous God. thing I ever saw. <laughs> like none of them did anything. I was like, okay, well, this is nice. <laughs> Let's just Ruple got rupled. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Let's just keep this up. I like this. Uh, uh, as one of our, yeah. as one of the people I know who listens to this podcast, he'll definitely enjoy hearing that. So, <laughs> but also the, uh, um, the Titans, the first team to be have three interceptions and no turnovers and lose the game. Um, also, Goskowski is the most inconsistent kicker I think I've I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. There was games where he hits like fifty five yarders, and then he can't do shit, and they can't <laughs> do shit. Like him He's and Badger, right? He yeah, either yeah. has he either has a game where he kicks five of them and just like is the game wins that game, or he uh, loses it. But you yeah. know, the, I guess the best Goskowski game is a game where you don't really have to bring him in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him, him and him and Badgley miss at least one extra point and one field goal I was, every week. And the, I was gonna say, speaking of kickers, what about Tyler Bass, who had six field goals against the Jets for eighteen? All of the eighteen points he accounted for missed two field goals, so he basically had eight attempts. Could have could have put up that would have been ridiculous if he if he, that had been like, that would have been, been a record, like right? Aronis. That would have been a record eight field goals. Uh, like. That that was a yeah, John. I think out of the late great, out of respect for the late great Rob Baronis, when somebody kicks six or more field goals, we should just call it Baronis. Yeah. Oh, Rob Baronis, may he rest in peace. He was the best. Never, never one of the best field goal kickers. He always had a big leg, but he always had damn opportunities, man. Um, and then if we want to stay on kickers, Joey Sly, uh, a, a football length away from breaking the record. That was nuts. <laughs> to that, tie the game. That that kick, you know, watching it from the angle. Of course, they show it at the angle from behind the field goal, so it's really hard to tell if it actually went in or not. Like it looked really good. Like I, like that was just thought, that yeah. was that was nerve wracking watching that. I thought field he goal. hit it. And as a guy who, um, you know, even when when Joey Sly was on the COVID protocol for being in close proximity. I like him so much that I uh, kept him on the team and picked up a new kicker for a few days because he wound up playing. But uh, that's how much I'm not down to get rid of Joey Sly. Whoa. I will leave two kickers on my team because he's he's gotten over ten points for the last like seven weeks in a row. Like that's hard to do as a kicker. That is. They the Panthers are very good at outside the red zone offense. Yes. Matt, Matt Rule Matt, Matt Rules just knows how to get chunk chunk plays. Terrible in the red zone. Them and the Giants, but the Panthers get to the red zone much more. <laughs> now maybe that changes when McCaffrey gets back. Who knows if that this is the funniest thing to say. Who does McCaffrey uh, coming back? Who does it <laughs> does <it> hurt? <laughs> Joey Sly, yeah, right. Like that's that's a ridiculous thing to say, but it's true. I mean, 
they're probably going to punch it in more when McCaffrey's back, so it might it might hurt Joey Sly a little bit. Yeah, get more extra point opportunities, but he'll lose those field goal opportunities. It's all about the field. Oh. All yeah. right, uh, that's enough kicker uh, talk. Of course, the uh, the craziest game of them all, the, uh, the the Sunday night, nice little bow on a crazy day, the Seahawks at Cardinals. Seahawks always play crazy fucking games. Cardinals somehow stuck around with them. They recover from their like. Remember, like the few weeks ago when they had the two losses in a row, one to the Panthers, and I forget who their other loss was to. We were like, are the Cardinals uh, not for real? Anthony was jumping off their bandwagon after being I was nervous. For it. I think they lost to the Lions. Didn't they lose to the Lions? Lions? That's right, yeah. Like, th- that that was troublesome, losing to Matt Patricia. That's, that's not good. So, uh, I was yeah. a little, I was really worried. But, yeah. Never want to do that. I, I, I'm really tired, let me just say, for staying up for that entire game, yeah. including 15 seconds left in the overtime. Like, that was, I'm, I'm very tired. Staying up for that you game. would like to say two really good wins in a row, but you can't count the Cowboys anymore. But uh, Kyler Murray is now back in the top ten for MVP. Your your hopes and dreams are still alive. Hell yeah! Especially with Russell Wilson taking a little hit with the three picks. Um, it doesn't help that Brady and Rodgers are both having great years because it's like they're gonna want to give it to one of those two guys. Like, the yeah. legacy guys. Yeah, they're gonna want to give it to one of the legacy guys. So it doesn't help that they're having two good years. The so yes, some obstacles to climb the, but back in the race i was gonna say the one thing that kyla murray is really doing well besides obviously he you know he has a lot of yards and good amount of pass touchdowns he is tied for the lead league in rushing touchdowns with seven and he is the i think 11th leading rusher in the nfl so nice. so he's top 11 in rushing uh, is he, he is, behind Daniel Jones though in yards? Probably. Um, I don't think so. I think he has four hundred and some yards. He's close. I think Daniel Jones is up there too. Actually, um, it's crazy how fast he is, but, and uh, how they only run it with him twice a game. It's it, they really should make more design runs for him. He yeah, he averages like thirty yards a carry. But, uh, he runs like two. Like, but I think uh, Kyla Murray. Um, I think because the amount of like actual rushing attempts that he has, I think he leads the league in average yards per rush. He has again, like I said, he has seven touchdowns rushing, so he's tied for the lead league, and he's eleventh overall. It's like, yeah, he may not be doing it crazy through it with the arm. I mean, but he's having a good season. But yeah, you're right. He's definitely moved up. He's not going to win it. it, he, it you know would... who I think is going to win MVP? Who? Patrick Mahomes. Because I don't think Patrick Mahomes ever has a bad game. All these quarterbacks are going to have one to two well, bad games between. Wilson, Rodgers, Brady, um, and I know everybody jumped off the Mahomes when his team lost a game, but you know when they finish fourteen or two and two, yep. and he has forty touchdowns and like three picks, and he has five <laughs> on the ground, he has five thousand yards. They're gonna look at his body of work and compare it to everybody else and say. Well, nobody's even close to him on the numbers, so we have to yeah. kind of give it to him. I mean, so if I was a better, I would probably take whatever lower odds are on Mahomes than the start of the season and be comfortable with he's, that. I think he's 16 touchdowns to one interception right now. So, yeah. And who's guess who's leading the league in fantasy points? Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. I mean, yeah. Murray's right there. If if like he's right there, Murray. It's Mahomes one, Russell two. Um, just checking. I'm not sure if it input it this week yet, but I was I gonna say I think I think Murray might have Murray might have passed him. We did our uh, we did all we're we are going to do superlatives in a little later. So uh, before I guess so coming into this week, it was 
Uh, Mahomes one, Wilson two, Josh Allen three. I can't I can't remember who was four. It might have been Murray four. I know Watson was five, which is surprising to me, but been very good so, after a couple weeks. Yep. Oh yeah, he's been very good. Um, he, he got schedule fucked in the beginning. We said that. And there was somebody else, maybe Tannehill six, and then the first non-quarterback was Kamara at seven, which is. Uh, yeah, I think I think after this week it's going to change a lot. I mean, Brady had like a forty point game, and he was really high up. So like he's moving up. Rogers had another great game after his one yeah. down game. It's going to be it's going to be a little, little that, 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 definitely going to change. Well, the top fifteen are all quarterbacks, and then you have Kamara. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's so funny. But um, and probably Lock. I'm sure Lockett will move into the top ten to fifteen. Jesus, that game after scoring fifty five points. Um, no, I mean that usually will happen. I yeah. will, uh, one other game before we move on. I just want to quickly. Uh, well, not even the game. I want to talk about. I just want to discuss um, how much do we really need to know about Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys that he needs to be paid because uh, yeah. like Jerry Jones made all the wrong moves. They, they, they paid Cooper, they paid Elliott, and what well, they paid the, the Marcus Lawrence or someone else or someone on the defense. And they like, played um, the Jalen. Like, oh, Jalen. Uh, oh, Hurts, Hurt, yeah. Not Hurts. Not Hurts. Not Hurts. Not Hurts. Not Hurts. I know you know. I, I know I want to say Jalen Ramsey and Hurts, but it's not those, either of those. And it's not Jalen Brown either, <laughs> is it? Why can't I think of his name all of a sudden? But anyway. Uh, whatever. The guy from Notre Dame that was injured his first yeah. year. All we know up. is Dak runs this team. We've learned from two and a half games that this... Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith, Smith yeah. there he is. And, uh, yeah, so this this is the team without Dak Prescott. Like, yeah. Everyone, well, su- everyone suffers. I was never too, like... I was always wait and see on Dak Prescott just because his line was always good, the weapons were good, but this year he came into the year and his line is terrible. Like, injuries all over the place, the line's not good anymore. You could tell that, by the way. Elliot's rushing. Um, the line's not good anymore. And Dak came in and still absolutely killed it. So, yeah, he, he definitely proved himself before going before going down. And um, the shitty thing is when you pay him, you're not going to have any money for defense. The entire the entire off like payroll is between a few offensive players. Like, what do you think? And Jerry Jones built a fantasy football team, and he but has an actual football. And team. and so 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 Dak Prescott has played five games, technically four and a half, right? Um, and he has, and he's ninth in yards throwing. So, and everyone in front of him besides Russell Wilson well, has played he seven was games in um, fantasy. So he was, I think, he was fourth still. But so without this week computer. So yeah, Prescott has eighteen hundred and fifty-six yards through four and a half games. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, he, was, yeah I mean, he was he was going nuts. From Jerry Jones, which he's not going to do because I don't think he likes trading stars. He likes collecting stars. Um, That's why they have a star in the helmet. I'm doing everything I can to trade one of Cooper or Elliot. Yep. I mean, preferably Elliot, but I think he could get something for Cooper. I don't think you're getting anything for Elliot. Like, I don't think a team is giving up anything more than a fourth-round pick mm, the, for Elliott the, with his contract. The Jets are really interested in these these players. <laughs> I, would, I would implore, I, you know what, I would, if I was a team and the Cowboys said, called me up and said, ring, and they said, hey, Brian, uh, GM of this fake team, 
what what can I get from you for Ezekiel Elliott? And I would say, if you want to give me Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott, you can ship him to me, him in a fifth round pick, and I will give you nothing back. To take on that contract, I would want something. <laughs> that like basketball trade wise, like that's a classic basketball trade. You, I'll give you an expiring contract to match the salaries that's what they would do in basketball but if you want me to take on that awful running back contract i'm gonna need something in return yeah that's how bad that contract is and I, we all knew it we, we all said it we, we yeah we it's know. 60 or 90 million Jesus that's terrible Christ. It's absolutely terrible oh god I, I just worry about kamara I, he's doing well now but i just i worry about that contract too yeah but kamara's not the fat not the fat <laughs> kamara is the best player on your team as well Seeing as, I think I think he has to be in line for MVP because I think you have two wins at most without him. He picks up every third down that you need. No, I know he he is really... third and ten, he's, look, third he's and a, fifteen, like he's a special player. I love Kamara. I just again, we I'm just worried about paying running backs lots yeah. of money. There yeah. were two in the league where I would I would have thought I I would think okay let's let's talk this out and try to give you a good contract and it's McCaffrey and Kamara. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, I, I, I just hope it works out. And you know, with Drew Brees leaving, uh, most likely at the end of the year, the Saints' next quarterback will probably be young and not cost that much. So it might be, it might work out. You know, Genius. Um, I'm okay with James. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the uh, Alvin Kamara contract, shall we go on to our Week Eight games? That yes. was a beautiful segue. Love the segue. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our first game is the suddenly struggling Pats. Eesh, like two and four is really bad record. Can't how, imagine, can't how imagine having a worse record than that. Yeah, you were so excited to say Just seeing your well, face. It's, it's been like 25 <laughs> years. So let me just have this one little little mercy. Uh, and then they're also playing the kind of struggling Bills. Um, couldn't score a touchdown against the Jets. Lost the last two games before that against, obviously, really good competition. But... Uh, for the Patriots, is there any any redeeming fantasy players at all at this moment? Is even their defense playable? Because that, that used to be like the one thing. Um, they they lost some. They just have yeah. so few people on the defense, and it it gets so much harder on a defense when you don't have an offense to move the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would still. I saw a lot of people drop Cam Newton based on the ad drops. That you get if you play Yahoo. One of the things I really like about Yahoo is they um, give you push rough, notifications. Give you, yeah, notifications every time there is like a significant ad drop going on in the league. Yeah. So based on ad drops, Cam Newton was dropped a lot. I'd still hold on to him. Mm-hmm. I gotta think that you get a full week of practice with Belichick, and he thinks of some way to get the team going. Whether that's just like. Move into a fucking wildcat offense, but like, like I see something significantly different. Seeing as they have no skill players, but your question is valid. There's not one, not one startable player on the Patriots. Not one rosterable player that isn't Cam Newton. Oof! I don't even think Edelman is. Is there a way? Is there? Ah, Is is there? Is there some? They're they're two and four, right? Yeah, they haven't played the Jets yet. Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. No, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. They haven't, I also play, have a they, they haven't played the Go Jets ahead. yet, correct? Yes. So right now the Jets are the team that has the old, no wins. What yes. if the Patriots start to tank 
to yes, get Trevor Lawrence. This is my conspiracy theory too. They're going to purposely lose to the Jets. They're going to tank. Only deny the Jets Trevor Lawrence and hopefully 15 years of good quarterback play for the first time in God knows how long. And then also, if Bill plays his cards right and uh, like I don't know, the Giants get a couple uh, a win versus the the Washington team or the Cowboys or whatever, and like uh, the Falcons. Don't fuck up royally at the end of games. They would get the first pick. Jacksonville too. Jacksonville too. But Jacksonville has like a decent offense that can that keeps them in games. They just have no. They just score eleven points a game. Oh, that, 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 I think Bill sees them as his biggest competition to Trevor Lawrence. All right. Well, and let's not let's not forget over here while we're saying Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. The guy from Ohio State, who's amazing. Let's not forget Justin Fields. Like. These are two guys that would go number one in any draft in the last 10 years. So Trevor Lawrence for sure. I'm not sure about Justin. I haven't seen Justin well, Fields enough, to be honest. I'm telling you, the, the Patriots could tank. I mean, the Bills, then they have the Jets. If they wanted to lose to the Jets, they could do that. But then it's the Ravens, the Texans, the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Rams, the, the old Dolphins who look halfway decent, the Bills and the Jets again. I mean... It's a it's a possibility that Belichick knows what he's doing. He wants to, at this point, just mail it in. You know what? We're gonna get we're gonna get our quarterback of the future. We did it once. We'll do it again. And they want to. Well, then you could drop Cam Newton. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I don't think that happened. I think it's hard to tank in football. Um, Purposely. Yeah, I think when you see tanks happen it's always the worst coaches like football is such a coaching sport and i think that you always see the worst coach teams finish the worst like it's uh, every year that happens you never see a team very well coached finish that so i just don't think he can i don't think he can get there but yeah lauren look if jets giants are one and two i'm you drop you Say I'm sorry, Daniel Jones, and like right away, and you take <laughs> Lawrence or Fields. Like I don't, it doesn't matter what Daniel Jones could do for the rest of the year. You just say sorry. You fire Gettleman. You say we're starting over at Fields, and yeah, we wasted. Yeah, so what? We wasted a, a draft pick. We wasted a bunch of draft picks, but let's completely start now. Uh, yeah. So, and I don't. I don't know. I. I, can't, I don't know if the Giants are going to finish in the top two because Jacksonville's looking really bad. Um, and Wash, uh, you know, Washington picked up another win. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to, to be the worst team. But the Jets are probably. John, I mean, the Jets are what? probably going to get Trevor Lawrence. That's. Oh, I mean, yeah, if he doesn't stay in school. But that would be like. That would be uh, like. Yeah. I heard. I, What's the, the main college football guy? Uh, Paul Feinbaum says like that's very unlikely. Like that was always a thing with Peyton Manning. But you, you're not gonna stay in. You know, you're, you're gonna leave the. Well, more... that fucked the Giants with Herbert. Yeah, they loved Herbert. Their name was tied to Herbert for the longest time, and then he stayed one more year. Because he wanted to play with his brother. Yeah. And they were like, "All right, well, let's just lower load on Jones, who wasn't supposed to go in the first round of any draft, and uh, <laughs> could have got Herbert this year." With number four pick, very easily, um, and not pick the offensive lineman that they already benched because he's rated the top five worst lineman in all of football. So, you know, John, I don't think I, I think the Giants Jets are equally in a bad spot. I don't think one's worse than the other, to be honest with you. 
Well, at least the Jets might have might have their GM because, like, they hired him after Gase, and yeah, so like they can let go of Gase easily, and like that's like a huge like that's like a huge like thing at least for a lot of Jet fans, I think. And I mean, he just does seem like a really shitty coach, and like he doesn't like he's like on the sideline, he just looks like a statue. He doesn't do anything, I don't think. Yeah, he's terrible. Well, the Giants, I think, have their coach, and their defense is training up, trending up. So the defense looks good, and I really do like. But Joe. then, but then you get into the thing where you get the GM after the coach, and you only get the GM that yeah. is either like desperate enough for a job or like just not qualified enough to get other jobs. So like he's like, you know, what, I'll take this coach and see how it goes from there. Well, I think they just got got to get rid of Gettleman because his first round draft picks. <laughs> And trades Sorry. have been so god-awful. His late drafting isn't bad. His trades are some of the worst trades in the league. And his... Yeah. Jerry Reese was bad at first-round drafts. I don't think he was this bad at first-round drafts. Like, oh. Judge doesn't have a... I mean, uh, Gettleman doesn't have a single first-rounder that looks like a football player. Except for maybe Dexter Lawrence, but he's an interior lineman, so who really cares? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, the Jets drafting has been god awful, too, for so many years before this. It's like tough to like say, like, oh, well, that was really bad. But, yeah. All right. Let's get on with the game. Sorry. Because right. we got a lot right. to Oh. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I zoned out. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> sorry, man. Okay. Um, Bills, are we. I mean, Josh Allen, I think you still stick with him. Stefan Diggs is a baller. He's Beasley, Anthony's favorite boy, balled out again. Of course. And Singletary and Moss, neither of them were looking that great. Mm, mm. Yeah, Moss. I mean, Moss got some some targets though, some love in the passing game. So I'm he, a little, I'm getting a little higher on him as just like a possible flex play going forward. Nothing mm. like high high, but something like all right, I could see him on my roster and starting him in bye weeks. I just can't believe that, like. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're going to have to start using him on the goal line because he is huge. I didn't realize how big he was. Yeah, that yeah, that was a whole like, thing. He's a bowling ball. Yeah, yeah. He's what we uh, <laughs> were hoping Dobbins would have been if um, if you know our boy Harbaugh wasn't so unpredictable. Nah, man. Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is the guy. <laughs> Gus, Gus Edwards has been picked up in a couple of my. Leagues. You gotta love the Gus bus. The Gus bus doesn't go away, man. He just stays there. It keeps on, it keeps on rolling with the what's-her-face behind the wheel. Uh, blindside check. Um, all right, second game is Rams at Dolphins. Uh, me and I just picked this game because the first game of Tua uh, felt kind of bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick getting benched, but he, he knew coming in that that was going to happen, but he seemed real torn up about it. Well, because they were playing well, and he was playing yeah. well. I get it. I understand why, man. You're, like, you're winning. You're actually in the thick of things in the AFC. But, this is it. the thing. I think they kind of did him a favor because they they benched him before he could do the Fitzpatrick flameout, and now he's definitely getting at least another one more contract after this. Best best backup quarterback in the in the league, going on four years running, five years running. So like he deserves contract after contract oh, because yeah. that's real. Look how how much do the do the Cowboys wish they had him right now? Like you can't tell me the Cowboys wouldn't die for Fitzpatrick. Like. 
that everybody is keeps saying Jameis, Jameis, Jameis to the Cowboys. Maybe they trade nice, for him. Maybe they trade for him. At this point, this, they're still in the NFC East. They're only what a game out. Like, are they yeah. even a game, a half, game out? Half, like, half, they could totally tie, trade for Fitzpatrick. Tie. If they trade for a, Fitzpatrick, they could win that division easily. A fourth round pick. Who says no? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I mean, also don't want to be that guy, but. I mean, I guess it's kind of the Cowboys would never do it, but Kaepernick too is also out there. But I guess I think the Cowboys are just gonna be stubborn and go with some Italian Guido guy. How dare you? Uh-huh. Did you see that throw to Cooper? That was the best that was throw. Really that nice was a throw. solid fucking throw. throw. I was yelling. I was screaming Ben Denucci when he when he threw that ball, and then he subsequently subsequently was sacked immediately. Yeah, Giants have Colt McCoy. They could give us a six for him or something. Ooh, <laughs> Colt McCoy, nice. Um, yeah, he was a cowboy and a redskin, right? Yep. So he could just keep cy- yeah. cycling through, make the rounds uh, in the NFCs. But yeah, Tua. Uh, I was gonna. So I was waiting in our league for Beckham to officially. I want. I want to wait for the MRR because I haven't. I didn't hear about the ACL until this morning. But last night I was waiting for him to get the official O tag so I could put him on the IR and pick up Tua, and then Pete picked him up. Like. Probably a minute before mm. the ACL tear news, where I could have dropped him anyway. I was uh, I was between Tua and and Derek Carr for for a few minutes. I eventually went Derek Carr. Wow, Derek Carr over here. Yeah. I was thinking Derek Carr too, but I think I'm just going to stick with Roethlisberger, seeing as the offense is putting up a lot of points, and it's he's probably you know if if he keeps if the offense keeps putting up 35 points, he'll get. Is more than twenty a game. I mean, I'm excited. I got I got Justin Herbert as uh, my backup for Murray now, so I'm I'm quite excited. Yeah, you could trade one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll trade you for one of them. Well, I mean, oh, I mean it'd be it'd be Herbert over Murray, but you kind of need a, a tight end. So I mean, <laughs> well, once once Goddard comes back, if he comes back, I'll be okay. If he ever, yeah, he got didn't he get re-injured? Did he get re-injured? Or <laughs> just like not re- no? Who got re-injured? Wasn't him that just came back? Somebody, oh, Michael, yeah, Michael, sorry, Michael Thomas. Michael um, Thomas, yeah, I don't have Michael Thomas. <laughs> Goddard is looking like he's not meeting his uh, injury timeline. I know, I, I know, I'm very, I'm very disappointed, very. Uh, also, he's just not looking like he's, like, individually good. It's just that the Eagles breed tight ends wherever they go in that system. Well, Richard Rodgers, you know, he's, he's a, well, he's a where veteran. Do you, where do you, where do you, where was he? The Packers. Packers. Green Bay. That's where that's where that's where tight ends go to die. And I chose Gronk over him, which I'm really happy I did just to have Gronk on the team. And look, Gronk got like a bunch of red zone targets that were just out of his reach. Um, I don't think Brown affects him. I think no, it makes it better if anything. Yeah, it makes him open because he's going to be on the field for blocking every every snap. Like who are you going to cover? You have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin. You have Antonio Brown, and you have Rob Gronkowski, and you have Ronald Jones coming out of the backfield, or maybe even Fournette. And, Sc- and, Scott and, Sc- Miller. and Scotty yeah. Miller. I'm sorry. Um, what's the, uh, who's the other guy that, that had a really good game, um, at the rookie out of uh, Minnesota? Um, talk, what's his name? Jefferson? Je- no, 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 no. no on, on the Bucks. On the Bucks. Um, he had a touchdown. Uh, I forget his name. But, like, yeah, Buccaneers are the... Yeah. Uh, but didn't the, we do uh, this with the Patriots the last year, and then it all burned to hell? Yeah, but this is different. <laughs> I think, yeah, like I mean, give it a few more weeks to see if Brady's arm holds up. Are you talking, or, about, are you talking about Tyler Johnson? 
Yes, Tyler so Johnson. What happens? Tommy, he had, what he, he had do two. you think Brown like is medicated or something now? Because that's the only way that he is sane. I Brady, feel like for, some has... reason, for some reason Brady always loved him, and like yeah, he does. Sure, like, that was like the reason why he went to to New England. Uh, for a couple of weeks, and then Bill Belichick sent him packing. But well, he was getting suspended anyway. I mean, well, yeah, he did, yeah. like a string of six of six um, things that got the cops called. <laughs> look, on this him. can't make it like, like he look. just got the cops called on him every other day. <laughs> this is not this is not bad for the Bucks because it's a very contract friendly. You know, like so if he's shit, gone. If he's good, yeah. it just makes this offense even more dynamic. Also, yeah, Antonio Brown in Florida is a dangerous combination. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, it, with Gronk, it's Oof. it's Tampa though. It's not Miami. So if it was Miami, I'd feel way worse. About I, feel, it. I feel like I feel like Tampa's pretty weird. Too, yeah, but, but not as crazy yeah, New as Miami. Cold, you can't do anything. I feel like everyone's Tampa. racist there anyway, so he doesn't want to go out. Like, <laughs> if just it was, kidding. I, I, I'd feel more. <laughs> I'd feel more concerned if it was Miami though. I would. But okay. Well, speaking of Miami, um, how are we? Are we? I mean. The Dolphins receivers, are we giving them a bump up? We playing them this week no matter what. Parker's been great. I mean, always playing Parker, right? He's I, been yeah. very solid. I know, but I just I, I want to see Tua play. Like I don't know what we're going to yeah. expect of him yet. Like to you know, who which receiver is he going to like more? Maybe he likes Preston Williams more than he likes Devontae Parker. Maybe he likes to check down to Gaskin. Maybe they throw Breda in there. Who knows? Like it, it's going to be an interesting first game with Tua. Yeah, I don't see Parker losing his value, but I could see somebody new popping up, whether it's Preston Williams, uh, Isaiah Ford, I think his last name is Ford, Isaiah Ford, Ford. and uh, yep. Mike Jacecki. And Jacecki. So there's, yeah. there's like three guys that could pop up. I mean, Jacecki has all the talent in the world. Uh, <laughs> he got that one outburst game, and then was, like, yeah. then he made then the next game he made that like circus catch TD. And then he hasn't been seen from since, so that he's been a weird case. Well, but I, I would I, maybe watch him. I don't know. I have don't some uh, 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 practice squad hype. Uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> Mike Gazeki and uh, Tua have been um, both on the practice squad, getting in a lot of reps together. Oh, Hell yeah. and I love chemistry. That so now that they're might both be on the field at the same time, might be uh, the security blanket that we love to. To quote for uh, rookie quarterbacks. There it is. John, there it that's is. why you get paid the big bucks. We love that. <laughs> you know. We love, even when training camp isn't in Listen, second, you're still I, saying, <laughs> I, I had no training camp to look forward to, so now I'm just scouring the, the practice squad. <laughs> He's on practice squad. practice squad going back and forth. Practice squad forums, just reading about all these players and everything. <laughs> yeah, reddit.com slash practice squads. Um, all right. Um, let's go on to the Saints at Bears as we move along in these games as quick as we're trying quick to get we we're trying to get to the real meat of this episode. Yeah, um, Anthony, how on a scale of one to ten? Uh, no, on a scale of like <laughs> eight to ten, how worried are you that Mike Thomas is not going to be a Saint by the end of this year? Oh no! Oh no, he's going to be a Saint. I'm not worried. They hate him though. So yeah. you're an eight then. You're an eight. I, if that's the lowest, that's the lowest I can go. Yes. Eight then, to then, ten. then yeah, it has to be an eight. Okay. <laughs> I can't go any lower. <laughs> According to the rules of this game, I have to be an eight. So yeah, eight is pretty high, though. I know. I mean, I have no choice, but I'm, I'm pretty. I guess I'm pretty like, nervous. Pretty, so you're pretty worried. 
According to this game, apparently I am. <laughs> like, I mean, you seem pretty worried. You you chose eight. The parameters just chose not to play. The parameters of the parameters. I I am just an inclusive person. I want to be a part of things, so I, I decided to be a part of this game. <laughs> you entering into the social contract of this game means that you already thought that it could be as high as an eight. Look, I enjoy. I, I wore my Michael Thomas jersey yesterday because I know that Michael Thomas will, in fact, be a saint at the end of the season. Because you thought it was going to be the last time you would ever put it on. Yeah, yes, the last time I ever put it on. Also, like, how many more fake injuries are the Saints going to make up for him so that he doesn't? They don't have to say like, "Oh, we're not, we're benching him because we don't like him." I mean, maybe one more at most. Okay, <laughs> is this not the weird one of the weirder storylines of the year? A year of COVID, and this is to me the weirdest storyline. You have a guy that broke the catch record last year and is actively disliked. By this team everyone. Where you know they're what? trying not to play him. I you know what the difference is, look, there's the two of the best receivers in Saints history, and Mike Thomas has only been around for like four years. Um, so you have Mike Thomas and you have Marcus Colson. The two biggest differences between those, and I my Marcus Colson is my favorite Saint of all time. Um, he was not a diva the way Mar- and obviously Mike Thomas is a better receiver. We know this. But Marcus Colson just went in there, he did his job, he never fucking opened his mouth. Blue, blue collar, Love brought it. his lunch pail, taped his he was, I was just going to say garbage pail. No, his, na- <laughs> his, his, his nickname was the Quiet Storm because he never actually opened his mouth. He just did his job and he fucking... That sounds like the worst X-Men. That's a great... That's a <laughs> No, that's a great nickname, the Quiet Storm. I loved it because he just came in, he did his job, and he didn't fucking open his Make mouth. Up. Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas is you, the opposite. Do you send a hurricane in? No, I just kind of gently blow the wind. The quiet. No, you don't, you don't. You don't hear it coming. Mike Thomas, he just doesn't shut the fuck up. Like Mike Thomas doesn't shut the fuck up. Like he's a fantastic wide receiver, but he doesn't shut the fuck up. So he's gonna cause he's gonna cause some problems. But hopefully, the quiet storm is like I, I mean, it was supposed to storm. I swear the barometric. Pressure is dropping. It's going to come any moment now. Yeah, Anthony, with your hate of uh, weathermen and five-day weather reports, you would think you would hate the name Quiet Storm. Nah, man. That's where it's at. That's that's the storm they don't figure out. That's the one the meteorologists don't see because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> you sound like you're... Um... You're describing a disaster movie, one of the podcasts we did in the summer, if anybody wants to go back and check it out. Ooh. That would be it. That'd be a good. The quiet storm, yeah. That'd be. <laughs> but yeah, Michael Thomas. I mean, all right. So I, I didn't get. I got Josh Jacobs for him, who's been kind of trash. But at least he's starting and playing. I traded Michael Thomas after what week three. Um, weird. It's just so weird. And um, we'll get to superlatives. Well, he will be one of mine. I think if the Saints weren't four and two, and they were two and four, and they were really desperate, they'd be like, "Yo, just play. We need you." At they were point. very close to being third place in the division. They were about a Joe, a Joey's life football length away. I mean, that would just, <laughs> that, that would have just tied the game. They don't get five points or six points for it being sixties plus yards, John. But they would have lost in overtime just because yeah, momentum. Probably. I mean, it's possible, but I mean, they won last week in overtime, so whatever. Sure. Um, but no, but seriously, um, the Saints also uh, Manuel Sanders got COVID apparently or close contact. Yeah, so he was out. It was very concerning. But uh, this close contact rule is my least favorite new rule. Well, look, man, contract tracing. They want to make sure that everyone knows. I'm just saying they added this after the Tennessee debacle, um, and it's awful. 
Whatever. I mean, I guess it's for safety of people, but it's awful. You take one, look, one team it takes <laughs> one team, to, like one team to fuck like out. How many? How many negative? Res- it's like doesn't. It's five days. Doesn't matter how many negative tests. It's five days. Like that's the stupidest thing. And I've heard. I know of people who have been told that by doctors. Like they've gotten two to three negative tests. It's like, well, you still have to quarantine. And I talk to them. I'm like, just think logically about it. Like you don't have to quarantine because you're negative. So like. If you're just if we're just taking it logically and we're not doing just like some goose step of what doctors are telling us, like no, you don't. You don't have to quarantine if you test negative a bunch yeah, of times. Well, I'm sorry. This is just some mandate that comes from the sky. It does. It's not a real thing. If you test negative multiple times for a disease, then you're not, you know, gonna pass that disease you don't have on. <laughs> Well, I'm not a... uh, Like, it's just, right? That's logic? I mean, I'm not like a corona bro or like know that much about it, but I feel like (laughs) it has to do with, like, the test only detects a certain amount of virus within you. So you can still have it, but but be below the thresholds that the test could detect. But then I don't... don't, They said it it was like three to five days it could pop up after. But, But if the virus load is so low and you can you even pass it on, I don't know. I'm not a. I, yeah, I don't know. So an abundance of caution is what we call it, I guess. There you go. But it seems to be in a very large amounts of abundance in some of these cases. I'm like just saying, if you test they, negative every single day for four days, but you still have to wait that day. Don't they know I have a shit ton of bye weeks this week, and I need Emmanuel Sanders to play? But one, one, one player I like. Or one player I like definitely more than Traquan Smith, and I liked him more than uh, this. You know, once I found out Sanders was also going to be out, was Marquez Callaway, who looked good the week prior with Manuel Sanders there making some really nice catches. So if you had to pick between Traquan and Marquez Callaway, I'm taking Callaway over him. Also, Marquez Callaway is a great wide receiver name. It really it is. It sure is. Really is. Because it's so close to the, the Quiet Storm's name, Marquise Marquez. So that's why Anthony likes him. I mean, he just, you know, he just brings his lunch pail into work. He eats a PB&J like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> he punches in at 9, punches out at 5, and he does his business. Uh, Marquez, Callaway. Don't, there you go. Do you start anybody, though, on the Saints against this, um, you know, Bears defense that's looking more like two years ago than last year besides Kamara? I don't think Kamara's affected really by anything nah, at this point. Fine. What's the bye I weeks? mean, obviously, not even. I'm not even talking about starting or not Kamara. I'm talking about, like, when the rank fantasy rankings come out, he's still ranked as wide receiver as running back one. To no matter what defense he goes against, I didn't. I didn't write that. I mean, what, running back one. So. What are the bye weeks this week? Besides, I know uh, the Cardinals have a bye week. Uh, Jaguars and uh, Houston. Yeah, oh, Houston. so it's not really okay. Well, I'm gonna say the only. I mean, I like Jared Cook just because of the red zone opportunities. Um, yeah, he gets a touchdown a game. So he's seems like like almost every game he plays, he gets a touchdown. He's gonna be yeah, he's gonna be involved in that red zone, and he makes some spectacular catches. So um, he'd be one. I mean, <coughs> speaking of tight end, I mean, early on it looked like it was going to be the year of the tight end, but I don't. I think we. I think we fell apart on the year of the tight end. I think it. Yeah. Uh, tight end. It fell uh, apart real quick. After we Ugh. It, it it held together for longer than previous years. Yeah, had two end. weeks. Look, the hottest doesn't make it through week one. Look, the the biggest stars they burn the brightest, but then they fade out. The, they fade out the quickest. Oh, dude, can you remember though, week one how good it was? 
Oh, everybody. So excited. I mean, like, so everyone was scoring touchdowns, and then yeah, it just Andrews faded away. Andrews Logan Thomas was scoring touchdowns. It was ridiculous. Okay, so, but there's still, there's still five very good. Like, there's, that's more than usual. There's still Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, besides his, you know. Yeah, but even Kittle's had a couple bad games, too. Waller. And Janu when he's healthy. Yeah, I'm saying it's, it's really bad. It, it, it sucks. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's One sweet. year. You tried. You tried. One year. Um, what about the Bears? They're not doing too much this game. Allen uh, Allen Robinson. Yep. Just play. Just play Allen Robinson. David Montgomery. No. <laughs> Mike Davis got shut down to like 12 yards on seven carries. Like, and Mike Davis is obviously a better runner than David Montgomery. So. Yes. <laughs> You say that about a lot of people. John, um, are you going to put Denver in this at all? Because if we're going to go better running backs, can we just quickly pivot to our other least favorite running back? Okay, <laughs> Montgomery right now, 7 for 19, 2.7 yards a carry. Uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. him in a nutshell. So terrible. But so terrible. let's go all the way to our other favorite running back, uh, Melvin Gordon, you know. Didn't play much in the first half until Lindsey got a concussion. I don't know if they were punishing curse, him. Curse of the Rupal. Yeah, curse of the Rupal. But it's just, you know, his first concussion, so it's okay. Melvin Gordon turns it on the fourth quarter um, to save his, you know, right, that Melvin Gordon gets a couple long carries to save his uh, yards per carry. But through 15 carries, he was averaging like 2.8 yards, then 17 for 68. So he still got his four yards a carry, but... Uh, looked bad most of the game. Philip Lindsay, nine for seventy-nine, just gashing. The there it is, eight point eight yards game. a carry. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. But the Denver Broncos, ah, uh, and then the concussion. It's just fuck. And yeah, but are you feeling good that when he probably gets cleared this week, and if not this week, next week, um, but probably gets cleared, are you feeling good that he's one A now? If, I would hope so, but then it's also Vic Fangio, whoever knows what he's but doing. But that's exactly like I, I, you hope so. Also, that you hope Drew Locke so. is just so bad. Like that was a guy that did not take any steps that I thought he might have taken, and well, that, a, there's like a, no, there's no passing offense. Well, he's a big guy. I mean, you know, so he'll he'll get it right according to John Elway. You know, big yeah, big, big tall, you know, six, you know, yeah, can, can, six can foot through the six can foot three. through the quiet storm. You know. <laughs> Can't you can't 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 hit in the quiet storm, but uh, but seriously, Drew Lock's terrible. Um, and but Philip Lindsay, yes. Uh, hopefully he comes back quickly, and Denver continues to use him the way they should be using him because I feel like he's always just been a a, a running back one his entire NFL career, just like but like a surprising running back one. He just like the first his rookie year, he came out of nowhere. Second year, he was still fighting with. Whatever, like people are like, oh, can he really do this again? No, he's got freaking Melvin Gordon. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, he. I was gonna say it was supposed to be Royce Freeman. Five yards a carry for his career, like that's not just a replacement shitty running back. I mean, I feel like we're he doesn't have that pass catching uh, dynamic, so we're not talking about Eckler. But when it comes to the running, I feel like we're talking about Eckler, where it's just like. Uh, he'll never be a three-down back. He'll, it's like, well, how many games does he have to average five yards a carry before it's like, well, maybe you should just fucking rush him. Yeah. But the guy has good it's, running sense. Like, he's got great, like, you know, 
just ability to find the hole and move and continue moving forward. Good balance. He just he got good vision. Like everything that Melvin Gordon doesn't have, this guy possesses. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like our love. So I think maybe if you're in a fantasy league and you're looking for um, an RB two or flex, you know, if if you want to just test the guy with Melvin Gordon and trade him straight up, he'd probably. If you have Melvin Gordon, you could probably get Philip Lindsay for him. I trade Melvin Gordon for Philip Lindsay right now. I I would just hope that the concussion is only like he can come back from a quick. If he can come back from yeah. a quick, then yeah, absolutely, I'd rather have for the rest of the year Philip Lindsay, one hundred percent. If they're both healthy, I'm taking Philip Lindsay over Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, also, just another quick note on a uh, different uh, young running back this time, a rookie running back, uh, DeAndre Swift. Are we or DeAndre Swift? Are we uh, are we buying this uh, little spurt he's on as a bigger picture, or is this just a? I mean, he ran like kind of, shit. Or, or, or is this just like facing a couple shitty defenses? I mean, he ran like he, shit, though. and now he's got the Colts, so that's gonna end. He ran like shit. He was. Uh, they all ran like okay. shit in Detroit. I mean, we kind of did this last week, right? Yeah. Where it's on Patricia. I mean, they're still gonna give Peterson carries, so that's the crappy part. But you know, so again, he's in to me. He's in the Daryl Henderson category of any given week you can start him at RB two, but you can't be mad when he comes out getting five points that week. Well, here here's what happened. So the game was close the entire time, right? Uh, they yeah. ended up winning, but uh, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift had nine carries to Adrian Peterson's eleven, so he had less carries. They both ran for shit. Swift had 27 yards. Peterson had 29 yards. Uh, Swift okay. did get the touchdown. But the only saving grace for Swift was that he had four receptions for 21 yards. So he is seeing more work in the passing game. So, I mean, I could see him more the rest of the season as like an RB3. Uh, Peterson's still going to get his. Patricia's a bad coach. And the Lions offense isn't that great. So, I don't... Versus good defenses, I don't think it's going to be... It's gonna be touchdown or nothing for him. Yeah, he's not. It's, he's not an exciting option, but he's a he's a fine person to have on your roster for sure. Yep. Okay. All right, and then um, yeah. All right, that'll be it for the games. Uh, let's get on to <laughs> the, the real meat of this uh, of this uh, episode. Since we are halfway now through the fantasy regular season. Let's get on to some mid-season awards. And the first award that we are going to give out is I'm going to call the uh, the league winner award, which is the best mid to late round draft pick. The guy that uh, really rounds out your team nicely and can propel you to championship. Anthony, you want to go first? All right. Well, I have a, I have a mid... I have like a, mid, a good mid pick and a good late pick. So I did both. Okay. Um, oh the mid pick... I thought it was slash, but okay. It, well, I did like a the other slash, not the slash, the other one. Um, so mid was Stefan Diggs, um, drafting like the fifth or sixth round in many leagues, and this guy has besides last week where I think he got hurt and then just wasn't a big game for the Bills. He's had ten plus points in every game, even far surpassing that. Like, I think he's like he's definitely top ten in the wide receivers. So getting him in the sixth. Fifth or sixth round is ridiculous and completely consistent throughout the entire year and doesn't seem to be changing as the season goes on. And a really good late round pick as he was 
uh, average draft position was like 130 something. Um, mm. But being very consistent, the only thing missing is the touchdowns is Robbie Anderson, um, mm. averaging 91 receiving yards a game and six and a half catches. Um, if those he two... wasn't really a draft pick though in a lot of leagues. No, he was his average. I mean, in the league, I looked. I through... have. So you said consistent for him. For Diggs, so I have him in a different category, and I have Robbie Anderson in a different well, category that's as well. I mean, look, that's fine. We can, we, we, we can talk about that in different categories, but for now, he was Did draft- you draft him? I'm pretty sure you picked him up for ages. No, I drafted him. I drafted him. Are you sure? Yes. I feel like I saw him on the waiver wire. No, 100% draft. There was no way. He, first off, we drafted with Rupel. There's no way he's not getting drafted. Um So I did draft him, and in the other leagues that I actually have, like the because since that was live, we don't actually have the, the way the, the, the thing was drafted. But in, in all my other leagues, he was drafted in like the 11th or 12th round, which averages out to about like 130, 120-something pick. So getting him that late is just ridiculous, considering 91 and 6.5 and a, a game. So if those CDs can pick up, I mean, that would just make him even way better. But I love him as, as a really late pick. Okay, uh, he was one of my he was one of my late picks. Uh, my mid pick will be Will Fuller. Besides the one game where he got donutted because he was dealing with a soft tissue injury, he's been as consistent as he's ever been in his career. Really reveling in the uh, the number one option with Deshaun Watson. And then since Anthony did it, I'll go. My late round pick is Kareem Hunt. Uh, oh my God, John! You took Bolt. Why are we doing Bolt two? Because right, now all, right. all my guys are gone from all, right. all of your play. All right, you talk about Kareem Hunt. <laughs> no, 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 go, go, go! I'll, I'll think <laughs> else in the right. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anthony started this precedent. And I'm just following the rules. Um, <laughs> Kareem Hunt uh, started as the one uh, B uh, ever since Nick Chubb's injury has just completely taken over the role. He was really good before he punched the girl in the head or whatever he did. Uh, don't don't. Con- don't condone his personal activities, but his on-field activities are pretty good for the people that picked him. Especially with Brandon back that late. You gotta sure. love it. Yeah, I love how we always do the thing with Kareem Hunt. I just feel like dirty if I don't do it. Um, yeah, Anthony, you picked him in the 12th round, Robbie Anderson. See? So good job. Thank you. Uh, I am my mid-round... Okay, well, this is tough. I was, I, was in between... I feel like Tyler Lockett's a little too high. So... I'm going scary Terry. Um, you know, good mid round. AJ pick. Brown has been amazing since he came back. DK Metcalf has been really good, but who leads all those guys in points? All the sophomore wide receivers. It's scary Terry, who's just getting his. You know, he's he's also eating his PB and J's and going to work <laughs> and punching the clock. There you he's go. It's 15 points a game. Every single game, the guy comes in, he gets his 15, he leaves like that. That's great. Um, a little bit later in the draft, uh, to me, Tyler Boyd. I mean, that guy, uh, he's had two games under 10, but the rest, like, over 20. So, yeah, he's he has a, a couple bad games, but um, you take those out, and he's a wide receiver one. So, Tyler Boyd been really good lately. Uh, I mean, the whole season. Yeah. No, he's definitely coming into his own, what is like, third or fourth season? For sure, like looking really good, and now he has a really good quarterback. So yeah, yeah, makes you makes you like him even more. Oh yeah, it's crazy that Scary Terry is doing this with the shit that is being thrown out at quarterback. He's a good for, receiver uh, for Washington. Damn good receiver. 
Um, all right, uh, Anthony, best free agent pickup. Oh, you want me to go first? Why don't you guys go first? Oh, all right, Brian, best free agent pickup. I don't want to steal. Every- um, I don't want to steal well, everyone's picks. That's why. Anderson isn't a free agent pickup anymore. We dispelled that. I was wrong. Um, so I, I'm between a couple, uh, and if we want to go quarterback, there's the Herbert Tannehill option. Herbert where, for sure. Like, oh my God, Herbert came in and just has been slinging it. And Anthony, you have you have him and Murray and. You say it's such an easy decision for Murray, but Herbert has what a thirty-nine, thir- a twenty-nine, thirty-four, and forty-five in our league in his three game last three games. Yeah, like, that's hard. To, that's hard to move on from. So Herbert has looked good, um, really, really good. And then same thing with Tannehill. Everybody was like flash in the pan, you know. His whole season, he, his whole career, he's been bad, so he's not going to be good. Two year, another year. Um, turns out it's just Jeff Fisher. He's been great. Uh, but if I can't go quarterback, because there's always quarterbacks out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go T. Higgins. Uh, nice. You know, just a solid wide receiver three right now. Um, you you probably didn't even think about starting him every week when you picked him up maybe three weeks ago. But he's consistently doing his, like, 7 for 75 thing every single week. So it's good. It's good stuff for him. Him and Boyd are really – Killing it with uh, Burrow under center. Look what happens when you have a really good quarterback. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, my best free agent pickup will be James Robinson. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's not not very often that you get a every down back off the uh, the free agent pile, but for those that were lucky or quick enough to get him uh, during or after week one, you got yourself a, a running back one or two. No, he's a one. He's for sure a one. He's like top five. Yeah, I thought you deserved him. Well, thank you. That's been your guy all season. You've been riding James Robinson since week one. Yep. Got to do it. You definitely deserve to talk about him. There you go. Got it. Yeah. 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 Like, I have three three Jaguars on my team, which I would not have guessed. (laughs) But, yeah. But James Robinson, easy, easy start every week. You just set it and forget it. I call him the Ronco of uh, running backs. So... (laughs) Yeah, James Robinson. Uh, nice. I like that. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll do my other one really quickly. But uh, I know you mentioned Herbert had, in our league, uh, Brian, 44.48 points. Uh, Kyle Murray had 43.10. So it's not. It, oh. it, it, it is a very tough decision. It was uh, bullshit. Because I was like, okay, <laughs> if Kyler Murray just gets only 30 at the max, I'll be okay. And then he went no, off. he had to get just one point less than Herbert. Yeah, it was really good. Um uh, so yeah, so my three best free agent pickups were I had Justin Herbert, obviously. I had James Robinson, but I'm not going to talk about them too, obviously. Um, I'm going to go Mike Davis. So the past two games have been a little rough. He went against the Bears and he went against the Saints. Two good rush defenses. But besides that, I mean, once once McCaffrey went down, you had a, a RB1 for about three, four weeks. And I don't even know if McCaffrey's coming back this week. If he's not, you have another week with Mike Davis. Um, but... Either way, he's provided a ton of offense for someone who team most likely probably lost McCaffrey, picked up Davis, hopefully, if you were smart enough. And, uh, yeah, you got yourself a lot of points from Mike Davis. So he was my third of the three. So, again, James Robinson and Herbert were the other two. But Yeah. And McCaffrey's out long enough now where you're going to get a half season of Mike Davis. So, mm-hmm. no, you won't have him for any fantasy playoffs. 
But he could have kept your team. He could get your team to the playoffs. Hell yeah. Then that's really, really nice for a guy you had no idea who he was before the season. So, Okay. Um, all right. I will go first for the third award, and that's the comeback player after a down 2019. And my nominee is Todd Gurley. Right now he's top Ooh. eight. Top eight for running backs. He's got seven touchdowns already. Uh, Scoring him when he's not supposed him. to. <laughs> yeah, cost him the game, but he's really um, he's going for a touchdown incentive. I heard he's got a, a touchdown incentive that he's more than halfway to. So he probably did like the fake stop and then just like accidentally score. Um, <laughs> I like that theory. Man. Oh, I'm trying. Oh no! Oh no! Oh god! <laughs> I don't like, know the ball. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, get yeah, get your money. Um, but yeah, Todd Gurley. He was on a lot of people's shit lists after last year that tried to give him one more year. Like, you know, I think, you know, still believed in him. Didn't work out. But in, a, in Atlanta's craziness down there, he's he's making it work. He still has a nose for the end zone, man. His whole career, he's had a nose for the end zone. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta's using him in the pass game a lot, too. So He's not getting a ton of yards, to be honest. But, yeah, the, the, the touchdowns. That's where it's at. The touchdowns. So, you got next, uh, Anthony? All right, sure. Uh, my biggest comeback player from a down 2019 season, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's yeah, not. I mean, everyone, everybody wrote him off. People, people were not drafting him until like the yeah, the like the twelfth anyway. or thirteenth round. Like people were like just hating on Aaron Rodgers, um, drafting players like um, uh, quarterbacks. Well, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of names and every, everything. When you try to think of one player, everything just blanks. Um, but anyway, no one was drafting Aaron Rodgers, and he's ridiculous. I think he has like 17 touchdowns already this season. He had 26 all of last season. He's only throwing like two interceptions. I think both of them were versus the, uh, the, the, Buccaneers. the Buccaneers. So, yeah, he's pretty much just lighting it up, and Devontae Adams is the, uh, recipient of that now that he's healthy. So, yeah, he's got to be the comeback player from a down 2019 season. That's got to be Rodgers. Sure, and I'm going to pair him with uh, another legend, Tom Brady. They deserve to be paired together. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, Tom Brady. And even he even might match somebody that we have another – our last category of the night he might match. But uh, for now, yeah, uh, rode him off last year, rode him off the first two games of the season. And, um, you know, new team after spending 20 years with another team, maybe – Weird. It might take a guy a couple weeks since you had no offseason. Didn't think that was something that could happen. And since then, he's looked amazing. Look, again, we've said this. He's going to struggle when the pass rush is excellent. But if he could get protection, he is going to rip teams apart. So, I mean, maybe against the Pittsburgh Steelers of the world or the the Bears of the world. I mean, there's what... Four to five teams you don't want him playing against, and every other team he's going to rip apart. And think so, there's, a, there's one NFC team, so they can definitely make a big run to the playoffs. Like, how many good NFC teams have good pass rushes? Seahawks don't. Packers <laughs> don't. There's no, um, there's no pass rush in Seattle. I mean, the 49ers did have one until everyone on uh, and their team got hurt. That's true. Um, yeah. The Rams have a decent one with Aaron Donald. Yeah, it's the Rams and the Bears. Those are his worst matchups. The pretty, Rams and the Bears. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So besides, the, so yeah, 
Bucks can easily make a run in the playoffs. And if we're just talking about fantasy, uh, if he could just sit back there and get us 300 yards, three touchdowns every game, I mean, he's he's looking he's looking really good right now. There okay. Uh, Anthony, biggest disappointment after a good 2019, the inverse of the last award. I'm going to go with one that I think we all knew. We all saw it. Well, I think at least us three saw it coming. I don't know if everyone saw it coming because he still got drafted pretty high. Uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, he had 15 total touchdowns last year and 1,250 total yards. So massive year with Lamar Jackson at uh, starting a full year in, in uh, Baltimore. We knew it was going to take a hit with Dobbins, but we didn't think it was going to be this bad. I mean, it is a running back wasteland, and seems like Gus Edwards is somehow the king of that wasteland. So I, I just... That was... We, like I said, we saw it coming, but I didn't see it this big of a drop. So it was really bad. I mean, people have wasted like a fifth or sixth round pick on this guy. Yeah, and in our league, what a, we called it the worst pick in the draft after our draft was um, Mark Ingram. We, lit, we did. We said, as soon as he got drafted, we go, oh, that's the worst pick in the draft. He was drafted in the third round. We were all stunned. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty... Pretty high for him. I must have uh, blocked that out of my memory. Round. Jesus, that was bad. Third round. Fuck. I remember it because it was just like guys like Kurt. I mean, like, look, Mark Ingram did finish as a third round player, but guys like Calvin Ridley and Chris Carson and uh, Thielen and stuff, those are like got other guys that went in the third round in our league. And to pair him, Mark Ingram with those guys is just like silly. Jesus. Uh, but, all right, I'm between. I had him on my list. And now I'm now I'm between uh, two because one is easy because I think we called it as well. We said Mike Evans and Jameis Winston had this inseparable bond where Winston would close his eyes and shut. Well, he couldn't see anyway, so he could <laughs> keep his eyes open. It's like they were closed and chuck it up to Mike Evans twenty times a game and either get interception intercepted. Or Mike Evans would get another amazing game. He is no longer doing that. He is getting three targets a game about. Uh, <laughs> Brady is just not looking his way because I think he thinks that... I, I think Godwin's probably a better player and he's more comfortable with Gronk. And now he's has this weird uh, psycho energy with Brown where they're both <laughs> like probably hidden serial killers. Uh, so that's the easy one to me. The harder one, which is going to sound crazy, and it's only a disappointment based on how good he was, but Lamar Jackson, mm. uh, best player in fantasy last year by a wide margin, uh, and now he's barely cracking the top ten in quarterbacks. I suspect he will come up from that. However... He's actually outside of the top ten, by the way. He's actually 15. He's 15th in our league he based on five, those he points. Week, so. Okay. That's yeah, true. so, That's so true. let's let's put him around ten then, um, and I, I suppose I think he will come up. I think he'll finish the year fifth or sixth, probably around there. Maybe, maybe mm. who knows? But still, I mean, you spend a second round pick on this guy, and you're hoping that he was going to be the league winner. Again, could still come back and do it, and he's not having a bad year at all. He's just not doing what he did last year. I always say people are a year 
too too late. Like you got to be the guy who drafts Mahomes late. You got to be the guy who drafts Jackson late because you draft him the year after. You're never gonna get the value. Like everyone is so oh man, they did amazing. Yeah, but it's like that guy got him in the eighth round. Like you're getting you you you're spending a second round pick on this guy. So like that production not only has to continue to be what it was, it's got to get better. Like it's really difficult. Like that's why I hate when people draft someone like Lamar Jackson in the second round. I think it's not saying he's not a good talent, but that's a that's a terrible pick. Nine times out of ten, I'm sorry. That's just the way I see it. Yeah, Mahomes was probably the only quarterback I could see being picked in the top two because you know he's going to be, barring injury, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Russell Wilson right there with him, but he's not as good as Mahomes. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say Gallup, Anthony. He was. Where did I have, did I have one thing? Oh, I think I'm gonna remove. I think I actually moved him out because I, I think I, I mentioned it prior. But yes, he was uh, a very big disappointment. Uh, Although, kind of with CD Lamb, I feel like. No, but still, kind of. Ex- I mean, we kind of expect him. I mean, he's done like nothing. I get it. Yeah, but like after CD Lamb, we kind of expected him to be a little bit further down. Even more, yeah. But I yeah. mean, what we saw from, from what he, how he finished last season, it looked like he was on the upswing. And even with CD Lamb, you'd hope that he'd still produce what he did. But yeah, he really fell in that offense. I mean, he was losing snaps to Cedric Wilson. That's how bad it got. And now he, I was close to saying uh, Daniel Jones as uh, funny, <laughs> not my experience pick, but like the guy. Even though he turned the ball over like crazy his freshman year. He was putting up points galore in fantasy. He was like he was, he was killing in fantasy. He can't, he can't crack ten points a game. I know. I was looking like, at his stats today. I was, I was like, oh, his stats were like Jamarcus Russell level. At oh this god, moment. that's really yeah. Bad. It's it's really bad. Um, all right, my guy is uh, Kenyon Drake. Had an amazing last five five games with the Cardinals. And has really disappointed and probably lost his job to Chase Edmonds. Well, now he's hurt, so he's definitely lost it for a while. So um, I'm saying that even after. Chase Edmonds. So mad I didn't pick up Edmonds. Chase Edmonds looks so good. So and mad. I loved I him last a, year. The amount of times I stared at him on the waiver wire three weeks ago, just <laughs> like, I should do this. And I was like, well, I don't need to drop Deshaun Jackson. He might be good when he comes back. I don't need to drop. Like, all these dopes I didn't need to uh, drop to not pick up Chase Edmonds. Who I knew. That's the worst thing about having guys that you think might be borderline starters is you don't go after the guys who your heart tells you are going to be, like, great yep. in three weeks. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah, Edmonds is a guy I loved last year. I uh, picked him up uh, when uh, Johnson went down and he – blew up on the Giants for those three touchdowns and then Drake came to the team and he became non-existent again for some reason and now Drake's hurt not playing wasn't playing well besides that now Evans is the guy again and we saw and you know it's funny like I, I I made the joke last night I'm like maybe Evans will blow up in the second half and your dad will win that game and boom Evans blew up in the second half yeah. and, sa- and saved his day fantasy. saved that his day one of the crazier um, first wins in fantasy oh. for my dad. Up oh. 75 going into that game. Edmonds against Lockett and Wilson. Just when you think you lose the most heartbreaking thing ever where Lockett gets 53, Wilson gets 35, and he's down and out. Edmonds, overtime, baby. 
comes back and wins it for him. And and the hold by by uh, uh, David Moore, where the DK uh, the Metcalf touchdown yep. would have gave Russell Wilson the the points to beat them in yeah. overtime. Brought back on the hold, and that was it. And, and Wilson throws the interception, and then game over. That was it. Was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. But Evans, yeah, looks good. Uh, but you're right, Drake. Has had a couple of good games versus really bad teams, and now he's hurt. So very. Uh, Should we? Because he's in another category for me. So that's fine. That's fine. All right, let's go. Um, I don't know if, or who said this, but most consistent role player. I yeah. just I said Keenan Allen because he he dropped a couple rounds from his previous couple years, mm-hmm. but he's slotted into a real nice like twelve to fifteen player every week. Doesn't really have the huge blow-up games anymore, but slotted into a nice real yeah. flex player every week. He, he's probably where he should have been drafted the last couple of years, right? Where we loved him when Rivers still had an arm. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't where, no matter how much we love Keenan Allen, he wasn't where we were valuing him. And this is where he should have been. A, a, a round four type of guy. Uh where he's a wide receiver two or three every week. He is the big one of it, it was Eckler too as well, um, before he got hurt, but the biggest beneficiaries of Tyrod Taylor um getting stabbed um and not being able to <laughs> be uh, puncturing his it's lung. That's the best way to bench your quarterback. <laughs> so stabbing, you stab, you puncture his lung and you make Justin Herbert the quarterback and they were the beneficiaries because Tyrod Taylor, the game manager, not gonna make, you know, big mistakes, not gonna make big plays. Um but now Herbert's in and now you see that uh Keenan Allen's gonna get his and Eckler was getting his until he got hurt. So it's uh yeah. Allen Solid. I mean, that's the best. If you were an Allen owner, that's the best thing that could have happened. Really was. Oh yeah. Um, and the guy who drafted him in our league drafted him fifth. Tommy, if he takes out Kenyon Drake from his second and picks somebody like, I don't know, Travis Kelsey, his Cook, Dalvin Cook, tra- like then Kenyon Drake, but then AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, like he's he had a good top five. Uh, he just whiffed on number two. Uh, I'm gonna do a pair of um, pair of teammates for my most consistent. I'm putting together uh, Diggs and Beasley. Beasley. You know? Yeah, right. Who would have thought coming into last year and the year before that with the Bills, you would say I can start two wide receivers every single game and they will combine for a floor of thirty points. If you drafted those two in the same team and you played two wide receivers from the same team. Every week you'd have a floor of thirty, and that's that's music to your ears of, as a fantasy owner. Yeah, uh, Beasley was my guy uh, on the on the consistent role player. He was my number one. Uh, my number two was actually Robbie Anderson because uh, he's been crazy consistent. But Beasley, man, I mean, come on, this guy just shows up. He is Josh Allen, one of his favorite targets, and I think they're getting even more rapport as they go. They're getting better and better. He just he seems to trust Beasley. On all these underneath throws, and you know when he can't go deep to digs, like it's just Beasley all the time, and it's great. It really is good. Yeah, love Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, uh, let's go to. Um, right, There's gonna be a trio of best, best first round pick. I think this Kamara, right? 
it, there's it, nobody like, else. It's right? it's Kamara, and then and then uh, second is I think a tie with Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. Oh, really? Because I was gonna put Hopkins as second. I would, yeah, I would say Hopkins or Adams then. I mean, Adams for the most part. I don't think Adams was I mean, drafted in a lot of first like rounds. Every, he was. Every, I think Adams. Week. Adams was mostly second, early second round for most. I think most drafts that I was in. Um, Hopkins Fair. was definitely close to a first round, if not that like number twelve. So yeah, it could be Hopkins. Yeah, but, Henry has a couple two what one or two games under ten. Kamara has one game under nineteen, and that's because he scored. I mean, one game under twenty. And that's because he scored 19.9. So, like, he's, uh, yeah, that's, that, he's by far the best first-round pick. But, but uh, yeah, no, if you, you're not mad if you picked Henry. You're not mad if you picked Hopkins at all. Uh, probably going to finish his wide receiver one this year. Devontae Adams, yeah, John, when he's healthy, Jesus Christ, he puts yeah, up. The two games he's fully healthy, it's, like, like 80 points. Um Right, so all Kamara, we get no, that. but but Dalvin Cook, hold on, before we even go off, like what? Dalvin Cook, before the game, he got he didn't play because obviously he didn't play for Atlanta, but it was let's say just in our league for PPR standards, 21, 17, 25, 28, 19, not point nine, like consistent yeah. as fuck. Like Dalvin Cook has been ridiculously consistent, and the only time he didn't put up a solid amount of points is because he didn't play versus Atlanta. So I really, I think Dalvin Cook needs to be in that. Uh, Sure. Yeah. No. Uh, no arguments here. So we have, and if if Adams made it in your top into your first round, we have five very solid first rounders, um, or four, and then a bunch of people who are probably disappointed. And Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I think you're pretty happy. Yeah. Uh, is another first-round guy. But everybody else, I think you're maybe a little disappointed. I'll tell you, it was very difficult making uh, picks for certain things because I didn't want to pick players who got injured. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I'm like, I'm looking we, I'm looking throughout the first, second, third rounds, I'm like, injured, injured, injured. I'm we like, should have thrown that out because we're not going to pick on guys like Barkley or McCaffrey or stuff like that. We're, we should have thrown that out. Or Thomas, yeah. Because, like, I'm, I'm saying, like... Well, I'll pick on Thomas because... Well, you could pick on Thomas, fine. But I'm saying, but, like, we're not for injury purposes. I mean, he did literally get a high ankle sprain. But, like, regardless, um, everyone's fucking injured for at least two, three games in, like, the third, <laughs> first, second, and third round. It's, it's really crazy how many people are injured. So it was difficult to, like, be, like, pick out someone not based on their injury. Yeah, if you're... Yeah. If you're going through it, um, just our league, we had Rupel picked first. He had McCaffrey, Kittle, Thielen. McCaffrey's been out. Kittle's been in and out. My dad had Barkley, Evans, Cooper, but then Prescott. Yeah, Barkley's obviously out. I had Kamara, Galladay, Beckham. Galladay was out three games. Beckham was out for the season. Thomas has been. He had Hilaire, Kelsey, Ridley. I mean, can't get lucky. Can't get better than that. But then like Michael Thomas, Eckler, Mahomes, two of those guys have been out most of the season. But like, look at the second round in our league. Like, I'm just just because of people. I know people care, but like Nick Chubb out, Chris Godwin was out for a couple of games, Julio Jones out a couple of games, Kenyon Drake now out, Eckler out a couple of games, Kenny Galladay out a couple of games, Mike Evans been playing hurt the entire season. Like that whole second round is just riddled with injuries. And even Aaron Jones out missed last game. Like there's so many injuries in that second round it's like it's hard to even just keep track of someone who played a full fucking seven games it's nuts yeah yeah the top rounds have not been good to most people that's why in our league um 
the number one guy hasn't experienced any injuries. Anthony, you've been pretty uh, well. Miles Sanders, uh, and then there's been a couple teams. Pete hasn't experienced any any injuries, but he's had a terrible. I did Elliot Robinson and Smith Schuster is probably not a good time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Although he did trade one of them, but so. so all right, let's move on. What we got, John? Uh, best late round QB. There's really two choices here. I, I want Brady. Oh, yeah. More, there's more than two choices. But there's more. Yeah. Yeah. I went Tannehill, yep. even though I re- I picked him as a free agent pickup. Uh, and then what do we call late round? Wilson Wilson doesn't count, right? No, yeah. no, that's no, no, no. He's, late, he's late, round, late round for QB is like I have him picked up for something else. I have in most of the leagues I drafted, and Joe Burrow got drafted in the late rounds. So yeah, I think that's a solid late round pick. Um, Tannehill as well in most leagues I was in got drafted near the end of the uh, the draft. Some was he fell out of it. I don't know what how. Not even golf. But Goff has yeah. been okay. He's like, you know, he's been Goff up and down. Been, I mean, Goff has more points than Burrow, so. Yeah, but come on. Let's, let's, let's give Burrow, like, a chance to get. Like, no one was playing Burrow week one, yeah. week two, no, week three. I know. Like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, we're talking about late round picks, and Goff has to be consideration. All right, fine. I'll consider him, but I'm not putting him in top two. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said Cam Newton before he got negative points this week. I, I know. Yeah, Cam Newton was definitely uh, – he was going to be in the uh, the, first the, the best comeback player from down 2019 season. By not down 2000, I mean not even playing except one game. Like, that would have been up there. Um, but, yeah, he's been shit recently. COVID shit, whatever. So, yeah, no, it's definitely Tannehill and Burrow. Um, I mean, Tannehill's ridiculous right now. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Uh, I did say trio, but I'm going to pull an audible and just make a duo and put the next one to the back. Uh, I'm going the worst drop that uh, that either you did or that you saw. Uh, personally, luckily I got him back, but I had to spend lots lots of my uh, my fab uh, fab money on him. Justin Jefferson. Oh uh, yeah, dropped, I think dropped him before the after the first game. And I uh, had to pick him back up after the third game, and spend like twenty five bucks on him. So, yeah. So we just do ours then, since there's or, too many people. Yeah, I guess. All right. So I traded this guy. I didn't technically drop him, but after I traded him, he was dropped the next week. <laughs> um, okay, the trade's not terrible. I got Slayton, <laughs> who didn't have a good game last game, but had two very good games since I traded for him. So two out of three ain't bad. As Meatloaf would say, but um, Brandon Cooks, man, he—if uh, you just waited a little bit—he is a target monster right now and has been putting up serious points. Yeah, yeah, that's also another surprise. Like, could have been comeback player. No, nah, he had a he had a, he had an okay season last year. I mean, I don't think it was comeback. He's had a lot of concussions last year. That's concussion concussion system. Yeah, comeback exactly. from concussions. Yeah. Um. Mine is a guy who I've drafted in a few leagues um, and then dropped him, and I'm very disappointed because now he was a guy I was very high on, too, and that name is that guy is Christian Kirk. Uh, I mean, come on. He is looking like, I mean, I mean, look, first of Fitzgerald looked great last night. He was being targeted a lot by by. He's um, also a great, by a great ball retriever. Oh, he oh. really is, running that ball to the center, making sure yeah. that the, thing gets, uh, the ball gets spotted. Um, but, I mean... Did you see? Did you read? He started off as a ball when he was a kid. He was a ball yeah. boy. Yeah, he was for, for the Vikings. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. 
So, um, but Not yeah. A lot of practice. But Fitzgerald, like, getting targets. Hopkins getting a lot of coverage. Christian Kirk is just, I mean, he is a good receiver, and Murray's looking at him in the end zone. Two touchdowns last last night. Um, a touchdown versus the Jets. I mean, he is, he's healthy now, and he's going to be the receiver I said he was. I mean, I think we talked, I, I would love to go back to that episode where we talked about uh, in the preseason. I think he's going to get, like, you know, seven or eight touchdowns and hit maybe that seven, 800-yard mark this year if he could stay healthy. I'm really disappointed I dropped him in a couple leagues after, like, two weeks, three weeks. So, very disappointing. So, okay, all right. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go positive, and then the, the final one will be negative. Uh, the best pick. So, um, just like the one that is the number one or two guy at his position that you got, I guess in like third or fourth round. Um, I'm gonna go, uh, Brian. Why don't you go? Since I probably. Oh, okay. You got, you got. I was between two, so I'm just going to say one uh, because I don't want to, like, steal anyone's thunder. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. Uh, ah, okay. That was one of my boys. Okay. It's a third-round pick in a lot of leagues. That was a high end. A lot of times he was between the third and the fifth, um, depending on how high your league valued him because he had a weird, like, ADP where he was – some leagues I saw him go in as high as three, some as low as five. Yeah. Uh, but if you redrafted him now, he's going back into the one top of the second. So it doesn't matter where he started the year. Uh, he is looking great. He had one, him and Fuller, uh, weirdly had the one goose egg game each. And then both Fuller either has 100 yards or a touchdown in every game, but he has not had the ceiling of Calvin Ridley, who uh, is usually putting up over 20 besides that goose egg game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. he's definitely someone I I uh, targeted a lot too. He was my Chris Godwin breakout candidate of the year, um, and that Atlanta offense is just you get a lot of points in that. Anthony, who is your best pick overall to draft? Um, I mean it's tough. I I, really, I want to pick like a trio of players, um, and it's okay. Just pick one, and then you can say your other guys after. All right, <laughs> so I'll say DK Metcalf. Um, I know he had a bad game this past, uh, you know, Sunday night um, versus the Cardinals, but other than that, I mean, he's looked spectacular. Um, and can we get? Can, is there a way to get points for tracking down um, Buda Baker that, for ninety that something was, yards? That was like legit, like <laughs> that was scary. That's crazy. That was he like, should have like got hard... six points for the. It looked like Baker wasn't moving. And Metcalf was just fucking moving in full. It was ridiculous how fast he is. Um, he deserved points for that. That, uh, that. that was was that one of the most impressive athletic displays you you know you remember when um, it was like his first game of the season. Uh, wow, I'm so far removed on basketball because I just didn't watch too too much bubble. Um, well, uh, the guy in the Pelicans. Why can't I think of his name right now? Zion. Zion, you remember when Zion blocked the ball from, uh, like, jumping from the paint to the three-point line and blo- and stuffed a guy shooting a three? And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, a human can do this? <laughs> That's what I thought here. Like, one of the most insane athletic feats I've seen in a sports game in a long time. Yeah. Like, just 
Unbelievable. I just it's funny because like you see how far away he was. You see where Russell Wilson was, and Russell, Wilson like just like stops running. Everyone else stops running, and Metcalf just fucking flies by everyone. He, he looked like a Terminator. It was madness. Yeah, he did look. Like, you're right. He looked like a Terminator. You're absolutely right. That's what he looked, he looked like. The fucking T1000. Like that's how sick it was. Perfect uh, strides too. Like I like just symmetrical running. Yes. Like I just. It was crazy. It was I didn't even understand. Like when I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, like you guys said, this is a robot. This isn't. This is stupid." <laughs> so I mean, look. But again, besides last game where he uh, didn't really get any like one reception, but uh, he's been fantastic in his second year, and you could just see the talent uh, that that is you know blossoming in his so. second year. So. On a on a similar note to this, when we're finished with this and we're doing end of the season. Um, can you see his counterpart? Two guys, two athletic freaks that we absolutely love on this podcast. Just adore two um, sophomore wide receivers. Could you see AJ Brown being the guy that we say was the was the best overall pick ever since he came back over twenty points all three games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, what... definitely like a guy that was like not as for whatever reason doesn't didn't have as much hype around him too. Well, oh, I loved him. Well, look, well, oh, I know you love. I know you love. Well, last year, like, like DK Metcalf is more of like a household name. I feel like last year was tough because he came in, he had a good, he had a good opening game, and we were excited. But again, he had no, he had bad quarterback play for most of the season. And then Tannehill got in there, sort of, you know, gained the rapport with him. But they were still running. You know, it's it got cold, so that was Derrick Henry time, and so Derrick Henry took you know majority of the, you know, the play, and he just crushed through everybody. But we know AJ Brown is solid. He, he was hurt early. Tannehill's coming into his own as, as a Tennessee Titans quarterback. And he, yeah, he, you're right, he might be the player who leads fantasy teams to championships this year. Yeah, okay. he, he, he's looking great. Yeah. And uh, my best pick will be uh, DK's teammate, Tyler Lockett. Besides the couple weird game wall he's been a wide receiver one that gets like 20 points a game him and russell wilson have one of the best connections on the field and he's an easy plug and play guy and he was had in third or fourth round and continues just to produce at an all-star level it's those tyler lockett sandwich games you have to watch out for and i think you should just be happy he got it out of the way earlier in the season yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll take that. Like, I'll I'll take the 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 one two point games for like the seven or eight thirty point games that he's going to produce. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and then is their other teammate Russell Wilson? That was the trio. Wilson, between Wilson, Lockett, and Metcalf, all of them had ADPs of round four or lower. And if you decided to do. Um, Say three, four, five, or four, five, six on those three. You're probably in first place right now. Yeah, if you did a, a crazy three-player stack, like you'd be crushing it right now. I'm not saying that's the best move ever because you know most of the times that shit ain't working. But right now, now, if you took your third-round pick and did Carson, your fourth-round Lockett, your fifth-round, your fourth-round Metcalf, your fifth-round Lockett, your fifth round Wilson, <laughs> you would be in first place. For yes. sure. I mean, maybe Carson was injured last game, but. You'd still be in first place. It, that's crazy to think, but yes. <laughs> that offense is yeah, ridiculous. So, MVP, uh, Russell Wilson. 
Still, okay. Still number. All right, let's go to the final and probably most uh, biggest award of the night, and that's the biggest bust of the year. Uh, you can really almost do half of the first round just because of the injuries, but let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony. Well, so do you, do you want? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. So I'm trying to stay you, away. You from, take the honors. I'm trying to stay away from injury. This guy just got injured, but he's <laughs> been a, he's been a disappointment all season prior to this. And most people drafted him in the third round, maybe fourth. I, I think more or less third, because uh, once that big run on the, the the first three guys happened, maybe even the first two, um, Zach Ertz. Um, he ah, has no. just. I mean, you dr- again. You dr- people were drafting him before Mark Andrews, which not good. Uh, people, you know, it's just. Does he have double-digit points in any game this season? I don't think he does. He did, he did his, first, his first game. His first game, barely. Touchdown. Barely. It must be barely. Like 10 or 11 points, maybe. But other than that, he has been non-existent for a guy that you drafted as having maybe as your number one technical wide receiver if you went running back, running back. You know? Like, it, it's, it's not good. And now he's gone for several weeks. So it, it's just a really big disappointment to have Zach Ertz. Also... The fact that you spent a high pick on a tight end and you missed when you could have had so many wide receivers or running backs also really hurts. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like usually if you're, gonna, if you're drafting a tight end third, like third round, like you're thinking Kelsey Kittle, you're not going to miss. Has you, to you fuck, you, has it has to hit. Yeah, you swung and you missed big time. Mm-hmm. Now let's let's not let's not uh, you know keep praise on the Mark Andrews drafters me. Of the, of the the uh, fantasy leagues who probably drafted him around the same ADP as Ertz, but at least he does have three really good games. He has three terrible games, three great games. So he either scores over twenty or gets under five. So I mean that's a tough place to be, but of course. But at least you like there are weeks where you're like, oh well, he actually scored touchdowns. He did something. Whereas Zachary's like, come your, on, come yeah. on, do something. And when your tight end goes over twenty, you usually win a week. Is which is what is what something something I've learned. Like <laughs> it's weird in this fantasy craziness of tight ends are always shitty, and I hate it, and I love tight ends. When they when they score over twenty, you win your week. So Zach Ertz has been a, has been a rough go of it, definitely. I have two others, but I'll let you guys roll with the biggest disappointment. We could just keep rallying off disappointments. Yeah. Um, my top disappointment uh, is I have two that I can't decide between, but I'll start with Le'Veon Bell. Yep, he's on my list. <laughs> um, look, I wasn't drafting him in any league. I wasn't uh, supporting the drafting of him in every league. <laughs> there was always this time where there was this Bell, David Johnson, Todd Gurley moment of the draft. It, and that was the fourth round. The fourth round was when everybody started looking at those three and going, hmm, I like those names. They once were <laughs> quite great names. And I ranked them Gurley by far, number one. I picked Gurley in your league. I liked him. I liked when you picked him. I thought Gurley was by far the number one guy in those three. And then I thought Johnson, then Bell, although I didn't really like either of them. Uh, but... I was happy when people picked Bell in, a, in every draft I did because that meant that there was a, a player after them I could get. Yep. I'm 100% with you. There was no way I was ever drafting Le'Veon Bell in any league. 
because I knew where he was going, like you said. And I had the similar Gurley Johnson. Uh, actually, earlier on it was Johnson Gurley Bell. For some reason in my league, I drafted Johnson. I looked back at our draft recap. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Terrible move. But then later on in the weeks, as the weeks progressed, I went Gurley Johnson Bell. So it was never going to be Bell as a draft pick because he was just he was not on my radar to be drafted. Hmm. John, okay, John, who do you, who do you got? One of my boys. Uh, one of the, the your boys, huh? I, one of my bus boys. Uh, <laughs> bus boy. uh, I'll go. I'll go Amari Cooper, especially with the loss of Dak. He's just been. That's tough, though. He's been pretty good, actually. He's been really good. Uh, right. He's actually uh, been really good. Yeah. Trying to hate. On, I, 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 right. I, I'm one to want to hate on Amari Cooper. Mike I can't Evans? hate on him. <laughs> yeah, Mike Evans is perfectly fair. Anyway, Mike Evans. Amari Cooper is like. He's been good. He's, yeah, even last game where he had Danucci put up 17. Danucci's throwing him the ball, baby. Come on. If Danucci can get you the ball, anybody can get you the ball. <laughs> now, Mike Evans has been disappointed. I wanted to say Michael Thomas just because of <laughs> him being a disappointing person this year. Uh, but I couldn't because of injury. injury. I'm surprised none of us said Kenyon Drake. I actually... Uh, well, he was my biggest disappointment after a good 2019. Yeah, and that, okay. was, that was the same thing with Lamar Jackson. I was going to put Lamar Jackson, too, because people were drafting him in the second round. And, uh, like, you could have gotten, again, like a Russell Wilson or, like, a Deshaun Watson three rounds later and could have had more points from those quarterbacks and then in that spot grabbed someone like, a, you know, like an Amari Cooper, who John thought is not good, but, you know, has been all right. Um, but... Uh, I have one based on draft position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who started off pretty good. Uh, now you're... <laughs> you should <laughs> trade him now if you can get value off his name because he's, I think, a running back too now. Ugh. Based on that team situation, the line sucks, the quarterback play sucks. Um, they're going to be down all the time. And they're probably going to start looking to get Pollard some more uh, play. But I want. But if you want to just look at the guys drafted after him in a lot of leagues, Kamara, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Adams, Aaron Hopkins, Jones, like they're like all of these names where you would yeah. in a second trade that guy for you would trade Elliot for that guy. You know, it's it's funny. Like I would try and really, I would actually go after Elliot. Um, and try and see if you can get get him for like almost nothing, knowing that like they have nobody. But in the hope that we we talked about earlier that maybe Jerry Jones trades for someone like a Fitzpatrick and makes that that team a little more offensive relevant again. Like, but don't don't give away a lot for him. You gotta try and get him for very little, and convince the owner that like, look, Danucci's the quarterback. They're not doing anything. Like, he's not gonna get anything. Like, try and you know get him for like twenty five cents on the dollar. If you can, that's what I would do, and hope, hope for Fitzpatrick or someone or Winston or something. I'd be the opposite and try to trade him for one of these injured guys. Hope that people forgot how good Dalvin Cook was, and to try, yeah, like, no one's like forgetting that. His, <laughs> no um, one's forgetting that. that. People <laughs> hope that somebody is tired of waiting for McCaffrey. That's not gonna happen. Maybe hope that somebody's tired of waiting. No, Thomas is too. Would you trade Ezekiel Elliott for Chase Evans? No, well, that's too far, man. Is it? Is it too far? Yeah, now we're talking too much. I um, 
I don't know. I was almost about I was almost about to trade him with Pete for uh, Jonathan Taylor, but we're in the middle of talks. I don't know. Ooh, right. that's tough. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it if you were me. I would keep Taylor. They already has bye week. Yeah, and that's a big that's a big that's a big thing. You get an extra week out of Taylor and Elliot again. I don't know. It's tough. So you, you you're advocating against you're advocating against wait you're advocating. To trade away Elliot, but you're trying to get Elliot. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'm talking, but Elliot was a top three pick. I'm talking about where he was drafted is a disappointment. No, I know that. I agree based with you. On everything else, I'm saying get rid of him if you could still get a lot based on his name. Like this, him for Taylor trade is a decent one. I mean, Taylor has 15, 19, 13, 9. 15-16. So Taylor's like a 15-point game guy. He's pretty... He doesn't have a high ceiling, but his floor is 15. He's going to get 15 every single game. Do you want that instead of an Elliot who um, is... I mean, it's going to explode more than that, but also has chances of his offense just getting shut down. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I think Taylor's too much to give away at this point. Yeah, I think it is based on the based on what the offense is now. I mean, they gave, they put up three points versus the fucking uh, Washington football team. Three points. Come on, mm-hmm. it's really bad. So, John, are you still there? You just, I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, well, that was that was it for our midseason awards. Uh, let's go to the segment that we do every week. And it, as long as Anthony's ready, it's the boys of the week. He's not ready. Oh, man. Yo, you want... (laughs) He's so not ready. Blame my wife. You know what she did? It was connected to my... Blame it on the wife. It was was still connected to the Amazon Echo. (laughs) It was like now playing from Anthony's iPhone, and it was going to play in my kitchen. Wait. Team me up again. All right. It's the boys of the week. And it's really low. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is just a shit show right now. All right. I'm just going to go. I won last week because... Um, I had Cole Beasley. I predict Jalen Guyton to have a 70-yard touchdown or a 67-yard touchdown. He had a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, and I Great got, prediction. And I got Christian Kirk. Uh, so. Oh, my God. You had Christian Kirk? Jesus. You won with just yeah. that alone. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, those are... All right. I don't know if this first boy is, is, is still a boy, but I'm going to go... Nelson Aguilar at Cleveland. Ah, oh, there goes going me. off. At, uh, oh, he's still a yeah. He's still, he's definitely still a boy. Uh, oh, Forty seven hundred. Yeah. Um, somehow found a renaissance out in Las Vegas. Uh, got away from Philly and not catching babies, but um, yeah. but yeah, Nelson Aguilar. He's gonna get at least one long touchdown of forty yards. It's the drive. Yeah, John, he has to still be a boy because he's only rostered in four percent of Yahoo leagues. Wow. And right now he's projected to get four points. In this wow. game, in okay. Yahoo. But when you look at it, his last three games, 22, 15, 14. Wow, okay, yeah. This so, is yeah, why, this is why I never trust Yahoo. Yeah. This is why you never trust Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a ridiculous... I, I mean, granted, it's off of low targets besides this game, this last game. Uh, but, you know, he has now had a, a touchdown in three straight games. And four touchdowns on the season. And they had their bye week, so they've only played six games. There you go. 
Aguilar doing it. Yeah, pick him up. I agree with John on this one. Even if you don't play him this game, he's showing to be their number one option for wide receiver. He's still not ahead of, obviously, Darren Waller, but. No, obviously not. Um, John, who got second? Was it? Uh... Uh, I believe Anthony, you got second. Because. Um, yeah, Tim Patrick, Justin Jackson, Marvin Jones, Brian had Dontrell Inman, Adrian Peterson, Gronk. Actually, you know, Brian got second. Why? Gronk had a good game. Inman right. didn't have a catch. And then um, so Peterson had a decent game. Peterson had 20 yards on like 12 carries. <laughs> he had like uh, a Melvin Gordon game. <laughs> Who did you have, Anthony? Uh, where, did, where did my boys? Tim Patrick. He got hurt. Justin Jackson and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones had 80 yards on five receptions. He did a, a Marvin Jones. All right, you take it. You take it. All right. I don't think I'm going to take any of your boys, to be honest. If I do, I, I apologize, but I don't think so. <laughs> That's fine. I'm going to go Debo Samuel. No one had him? All right, good. Uh, 11 catches in his past two games, and uh, he gets to go up against the Seahawks, who uh, we, as we know, cannot stop anything. So it's going to be a high-scoring game, I think, and uh, Debo Samuel has been looking pretty good. So, uh, you know, I could see him going for... Uh, you know, another 85, 90 yards on, like, four or five catches, and maybe he'll find the end zone because, again, Seahawks can't stop anybody. All right, I'm going to stick with that game then, and uh, I got to go back into my notes because I kind of got... I'm going to go with uh, Jermichael Hasty in that game. You know, Seahawks, like you said, can't stop anybody. Jeff Wilson won't play. Um... Mostert won't play. Tevin Coleman might be coming back, but I really don't know how much they like Tevin Coleman. Jarek McKinnon, uh, scratch, no matter how many uh, pundits said that Jarek McKinnon was the guy to play this game. Uh, pretty much a healthy scratch, which was fine by me because I was playing against him. Um, Hasty looked like he had popped, looked explosive when he came in for Wilson, and you know that team is going to get 100 yards rushing, no matter who they put back there, and it's hard to pick Who's the one? Yep. You're probably not going to get it right. So that doesn't bode well for me. But I'm going <laughs> to try. <laughs> try Hasty. Really? I think he gets, I think he gets 85 <laughs> yards in the ground, 25 in the air. Maybe he punches one in. You're really talking yourself up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, also, just speaking of people that are probably not going to play in that 49ers game, Debo Samuel's probably not going to play. But too late for that. Uh, Why is Greg that? Ward- what? Oh, he's probably out for weeks eight, wait, weeks eight and nine. But Greg Ward is my Boo. pick. He's going up against Dallas. Uh, he's only at 3,900. Um, the the um, Eagles wide receiver core is pretty decimated, so the full game and more get a lot of targets, and Dallas is a team that you want to have a lot of targets against. So go with him. Can we just call him Rumham? Rumham, yes. Cool. And he's, he's in Philly, so it works perfectly. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is what happens when you have late games that I'm not watching because of uh, hanging with family. Yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you went second because you blew your first. Pick. So there you go. Why don't you just change it? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not. That's not. That's not a in the in the fairness of the game. I will take that L for that. But so I'm going to play a guy who may not even play. I'm a, the second guy might not even play. Um, but I know this for a fact. Um, but I'm going to go Boston Scott <laughs> um, because I don't think Miles. I think they get a. Uh, I think the uh, Miles Sanders isn't going to come back this week. And Philly gets Dallas. And Dallas allowed Antonio Gibson to just run all over them. So, look, 
Eagles offense isn't that great, especially the running game. The offensive line is awful. But if anyone can run it, anybody, it's going to be Dallas. So I'm hoping that Miles Sanders isn't back this week and Boston Scott takes the reins again. And uh, there it is. Maybe 100 yeah, yards. Yeah, I mean, Dallas has the worst off, worst defense I've ever seen in my existence as a human watching football. It, it, it's yeah, really it's gross. really fucking bad. Really it's bad. Gross. So if Miles Sanders ain't back, Boston Scott, hopefully. I'm going to go on the other side of the ball of John's first pick, uh, mm-hmm. replace Aguilar with somebody he's playing against. I'm going to go Rashad Higgins, uh, Beckham out for the season. And when Beckham went out, okay, Rashad Higgins, you know, didn't, has, didn't play really until week five. Since then, he has 12 points, 8 points, and 17. And when Beckham went out, he came in and went 6 for 110. Um it seems like that offense. It seems like Baker kind of had this like have to get Beckham the ball sense to him when Beckham was in. And look, he's the most talented person on the team, but it it seemed like Baker just tried too hard to get him the ball, and probably feels a little bit more free and open without him. And I think he um, starts spreading it around, and Higgins is is one of the guys that uh, benefits from that. Okay, fair enough. And I, for my final boy, I am going Scotty Miller at the Giants. So only four thousand. Um, just any anyone again. The Giants offense don't give up a lot of yards. Real shit in the uh, in the red zone. And I'm just guessing they're weak in the slot. Um, I don't know if any stats can back that up, but I'm going to say <laughs> that. And I'm going to weak in the slot. Yeah. All right, my. Uh... My, I guess, second boy, because my first boy is not going to do anything. Um, is there's a team that we just we discussed earlier in the, uh, the podcast about possibly being um, a team that is going to uh, tank for the rest of the season. But if they do not go that route, I do not see the Patriots losing four straight games. And I feel like they're going to come out blazing, guns a blazing. And I'm going to go with Damian Harris. I'm going to go with the running back on a team that has no offensive weapons. Besides Cam Newton, and even he did nothing last week. So, I'm going Damian Harris versus the Buffalo defense, who looked like they were pretty bad in the first half of that Jets game, and they let uh, the Gore That's because the Jets won turbos. Look, they, they, whatever. There were some good runs. There were some good runs in that first half of the game. So, I don't know what happened in the second half. Adjustments made. What? I don't know what. But I think Damian Harris would come out, maybe put up maybe about 90 rushing yards on them. So, uh, yeah, the, the Bills have been playing shootouts all season. Who would have guessed you come into this Josh Allen, a legitimate MVP candidate, while the Bills' defense can't stop Trash, anybody. so maybe Damien Harris. And they've played the Jets, Miami. They played. They haven't played great teams. So, um, All right, my last guy, uh, you know, you, got to, you both got to pick an Eagle, so why can't I pick an Eagle? <laughs> uh, against Dallas's worst defense in history, I'm going Richard Rodgers. Uh, he was able to catch and fall for 15 fantasy points against the Giants. Like this guy, maybe the least yak potential guy in the league right now. <laughs> who I'm going to pick, Richard Rodgers. Um, pretty much no athleticism left at this point as a player. But Carson Wentz is obsessed with tight ends. The Dallas Cowboys can't stop anybody. This guy's just going to. Catch and fall seven times. Like nice. he's gonna he's gonna be fine. He's <laughs> gonna catch and fall for 
50 yards seven times. That's a good tight end game in this tight end season. Yeah, sadly. Very sad. Um, all right. Um, that's it. That's it. Find us on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Lens, where we will answer all your fantasy football questions. We are at Fantasy Lens Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us there, you can find our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. So with that, we are Fantasy Lens, and we'll see you next week.